take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Welcome to From the Pit, brought to you by sometimes four metalheads and sometimes not. Sometimes two of me. I'm Mike. Joining us, as always, is Ron and Frank and Phil. Well, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I figure it's been been like seven seven or eight episodes. People need to know. Our names are, like some sort of identification. But, um... Trying to find this article. But your Jesus head's nice Christ. and loose. Uh, <laughs> Where'd uh, all your hair go? So uh, how... Uh, <laughs> you know. How was everybody's week? Uh, not that bad, actually. Had a fucking good week this time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Is that you're not a, uh, that's why you're not a sourpuss today? Basically. Um, yeah, you were all grump last week. Yeah, yeah. I had a shit week last week. This week, I got to play... Uh, this week, I went to a show. I played a show that felt more like a high school reunion than anything else. And it was probably one of the weirdest and coolest experiences. Um, this is pretty much going to be like like the bulk of what I'm going to talk about for today. But um, uh, a few years back, um, for me, one of my favorite things to do is hit, hit up Facebook and check out Brad's gnarly shows. Dude, Brad Kelsey, Linwall-based dude who would just... He would uh, rent out places like uh, Skater's Choice and then eventually the Berlin VFW. And he helped so many so many bands that I I really, really liked get started. Um, and a lot of local bands. He was really, really like a godfather of the local scene around here. And to sum it up really short, he pretty much had his last two shows, Brad Boozle, one and two. And um, we I, he asked my buddies in Skank Week to, to come play a show for them, and when their bass player couldn't make it, they asked me to come and fill in for them, so I was like, like fucking yes, <laughs> yeah. I totally want to play a show for this dude. So we got there, get the skater's choice, and I just immediately, like, as soon, before I even get my wristband to walk in the door, I already see like five or six people who I haven't seen in years, and I'm like, like we just start talking, and it almost feels like you, nothing changed, you never left off, you know? Um, I went like a shout out to to Harry from um from Only on Weekends. Those guys, uh, they put on a really good set. And Only on Weekends, uh, short lived affair. Kids these days was awesome. They uh, kids these days, their their bass player usually does their their screaming part, so they outsourced that to like people who who knew the parts. And, like, it's so cute when Scott Band screams. It was cool. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It was awesome. <laughs> they were they were basically like, and I mean this in the best possible way. They were they were local four year strong. You know, like they were the four year strong band for the mm-hmm. kids who couldn't see four year strong every week. But they were dope. Um, and Davy Crockett fucking oh shit. Okay, so I gotta tell you the Davy Crockett story. That's when things really started to take a little weird twist. Um, apparently none of the band members knew he was gonna do this, but about maybe like halfway into. About half, maybe about halfway into their their second or third song, you see them pull up an American flag, and you're like, oh no, these guys, this is a, this is a hardcore band, 
and American flags usually don't don't end well. They don't have a very good strong ending. So he takes it, drops it on the ground, Uh-oh. and he starts singing. He's not really paying much mind. Then he turns around, he starts starts stomping on the flag, xing it out, and and doing all that. And and meanwhile, you're uh, it was it was kind of weird to notice that there were like maybe a few people back from the front. There was just some some guy watching the show in an American flag hat. <laughs> with American flag flip flops, oh, <laughs> and, and black shorts with red, white, and blue stripes. So essentially, the dude in the flip flops was stepping on the flag for the entire day. Basically, you know, if you really, really <laughs> want to get technical here, <laughs> so he then uh, we we kind of see him just like arms crossed, like unhappy, sk- unhappy scamper <laughs> off to the back, and then uh, toward their next song. Um, when I guess when the guy wasn't looking, like some some of the staff members just kind of came up and and just ganked the flag from him. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this, this might be illegal. <laughs> Nobody really knows the yeah. specifics on that one. And, um, I think yeah. that is. I was, I was just speaking with the drummer afterward, uh, dude Steve, who's also played in a ton of bands for Brad and a ton of bands I love, Hold Your Own and, and whatnot. Um, long story short. He said that none of the band members knew he was going to fucking do that. <laughs> he just, Why are you holding just, two microphones? Uh, telling a story. You have, Basically, nobody you knew who was right now. And they <laughs> caught him off guard, but it was really awesome. And so after Davey, who played, um, it was just a ton of bands, and it was a total blast from the past. And it was all summed up with um, uh, breaking tradition. Whom, if from my memory, they were the band where like all of the members were in like four or five other bands at the same time, and would oftentimes like take over a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some friends like that. So, so um, they played Breaking Tradition. Played maybe about four or five songs, and they just played. They're they're just dope, like indie-ish pop punk kind of stuff. It's awesome. And then uh, they finished their set, and the members of Vacate came in. And vacate is like chaotic hardcore. I want to say they're just they're just fucking lunatics, and they're awesome. And I think you'd like them. Cool. But um, pretty much their whole motif is breaking shit. Like uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, they like to break other shit. They like shit. They they no. I mean, like sometimes like they might break a guitar, and somebody might like like somebody in the band might end up bleeding by the end of a set. Like you oh. know, they 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 go crazy. They just go hard. Okay. So um, as Sarah as pretty much the trombone player of skank week pretty much felt like this was he wanted this to be the last time him playing trombone he's just kind of moving on other things so he bought a cheap rinky dink trombone just for the show and his plan was to destroy it for the show after the show so he gave it to to kyle andraccio of vacate whom at the very first drop in their song just gave it a nice skater stomp and mm. fucking just annihilated this, their their last two songs in in funny relation my buddy uh tommy and garland green uh, um, was playing a show, I believe, the last two weeks. I think I think I saw this last week, and he he was getting all pumped up as lead singers tend to do in hardcore bands, and I, he did just like your standard, uh, like, what, what is when you just swing back, like the the back fist. Back fist. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And um, he caught the the uh, edge of the. Drum the the a symbol. He caught the edge of a symbol. Oh, oh shit! And sliced through, like oh, through. Oh shit! Yeah, he got some stitches that night. Oh, he had man. to leave before the end of the show. Oh, and, oh, yeah. What's wrong, you turtle? Come from? 
Oh, I remember. I remember one of my favorite one of my favorite pit moments at the show was um, I forget who was playing, but the bit like their their breakdown just dropped and everybody's in the pit starting to do their their kicks and you know their all their shit and this like six four black dude just comes in with like these fucking super high ass fast ass kicks and everybody just scatters. scatters. <laughs> we played a show in a in a garage and we crammed like fifty people into this kid's garage. And I was playing guitar and keyboard at the same time. So that was kind of difficult. The crowd was like knocking shit over. So I was trying to hold it up and play both instruments. And um, then I saw kids going up into the rafters like Converge style. Mm. And um, then somebody had to leave because they got their teeth kicked through their lip. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. uh, it sucks for girl. I'm, I'm real sorry about that, but gnarly. Gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> On the note of the uh, backhanding and catching a, a symbol, when I saw Born of Osiris, uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll still yeah. forever be one of my favorite moments when he like goes to bring the mic up, does it a little too aggressively, clocks himself in the face, <laughs> and now as he's screaming, blood is just pouring down his face, and you're just like, this is the greatest thing that I am witnessing. Yeah, I'm not gonna get that too often. <sighs> oh, it was good. So how was your week? My week was pretty. It was pretty good. Uh, we're uh, getting ready for the move. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Playing a shit ton of Pokemon Go in my free time. Good news that I found out this week, which has gotten me pumped like all week, is that Mashuga's coming to Philly in November. In and November? That, in November. Yeah, mm. they announced uh, a nice winter romp. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't think they haven't been to Philly for like. Three Wait, is that years. winter yet? Huh? Is that winter yet? November. Yeah, it's fall. Uh, Dude, the Trocadero is gonna fall to pieces when they play. Yeah. <laughs> that place has survived like literal riots at Slayer. <laughs> they flipped a fucking bus in the yeah. street after a Slayer concert at the Troc. So. I think the chalk will be just fine. I'm sure, but <laughs> I'm fucking gonna rage. <laughs> like, who it, else is with them? Or is it high not? on fire? Hmm. Which I didn't find that. Time. I was like, it's like I don't give a shit who's there. Like, yeah. I need to see Michelle. High on fire they, is pretty good. I'm equally as excited for High on Fire. Yeah. To be honest, High on Fire is like a classic. They're a, yeah, they're a big one for me. Love high on fire. And we'll have to make that a group thing if we can. Yeah. I would love to. It's only like thirty bucks. That'd be awesome. I mean I already got my ticket. I'm ready. Yeah, I still have to get my ticket for the descendants in October. Mm. Well speaking of tickets, I just got my This is Hardcore two thousand sixteen yeah, ticket. Yeah, buddy. So that's two weeks? Yeah. Well, a little bit less then. Yeah, at this point. Dear God, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. Uh, You're you, going you to get to experience Wolf Beach. When is that? It typically happens on Saturday. It's Wolf not Beach. really a planned event. What is it? There's <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Beach is insanity. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's <laughs> Outside of the Electric Factory. 
there's all of these porta potties line the one wall and there's a puddle that forms in one of the potholes in the street in the side of the electric factory and at some point um people start throwing dollars in there and people start bobbing for dollars while other people are pissing in there throwing condoms in there uh, dumping beer in there uh oh my god the there are videos Same. from last year. If you look hard enough, you can find them. What? <laughs> someone, someone was like bobbing for a twenty dollar bill, and someone came up behind them and just put their fucking boot on their head and pushed their face into the water. Oh it's fucking, God. it's batshit. It's crazy. And eventually, security comes along and says, "We don't care that you're doing this, but there's too many people and it's a fire hazard, so you have to move." Um. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Wolf Beach is a thing. Like I said, usually occurs Saturday, something you definitely don't want to miss. <laughs> well, that'll... What the fuck? <laughs> that'll probably be exactly what I need after the previous week, having moved all my things and yeah. spent the entire week unpacking all my things. It's, Dude, it's going to be... A, the, I mean, just every year their lineups get more insane and more insane. Dr- uh, what are a couple acts I could look forward to? Uh, Gorilla Biscuits. Well, yeah, I've never seen huge. Gorilla Biscuits. Um, you're not going to be there for Youth of Today, because I think they're Thursday. They're also equally renowned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Gorilla Biscuits and, and Youth of Today are legitimately the reason I went vegetarian. Tommy from this is uh, from Garland Green uh, introduced me to Gorilla Biscuits and a lot of excellent hardcore, like... Uh, a lot of the classic 80s shit. Well, classic, but also, like, Modern Life is War. Oh, okay, nice. Like, he's gen- been a very good influence. Yeah. Um, God, I in the fucking lineup this year. And uh, there's been a an interesting change that has occurred uh, Friday in the festival. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard by now, Nails is on... A su- very sudden hiatus. Yeah. You know, months after dropping what was probably their best album and having, from what I understand, was a pretty successful tour. Ah, just... No word on why the fuck that's happening. So obviously they're no longer playing Friday at This Is Hardcore. Uh, I love the posts that This Is Hardcore made about it. They said they were so bummed that they're replacing them with three bands. Three excellent bands. Three insane. All Out War, Nomads, mm. and Panzer Bastard. Um, if you're not familiar with any of the three, change that immediately. Uh, Panzer Bastard especially. I, I was telling you guys Panzer earlier, uh, they have one of my favorite quotes ever, which is, there's two kinds of music, Discharge and Motorhead. We play both. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fucking, it's gonna be a hell of a week, and Integrity's <coughs> playing, holy shit, um, so many fucking reunions, I, I just, I, I can't even, how I can't was, even. How was your week? Interesting. It's always interesting. Uh. Not three stop. Let them, let them think Build about mystery. it. Like, oh shit, does he do some crazy shit? Sometimes. But, um. <laughs> So, Descendants' new album, uh, Hypercaffeum Spasinate, is available for streaming online. 
so you can imagine what I spent a lot of time listening to this week. <laughs> it's excellent. They still fucking rip. Uh, check it out. Order the album. That fucking rules. And then um, I started driving for Uber today. That was a thing. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, so. that, was, that was interesting. Wait, you just started that today? Yeah. And you had that, like, airport incident? Yeah, that was my second <laughs> ride. That was my second ride. I, I I get my I I went out and I was like, all right, it's off hours, so it should be slow. It'll be a perfect time to kind of get used to doing this, right? And I get my first request, and I'm like, yep, I'll take that. It's over at the Walmart and in the Deptwood Center. If you're familiar, <laughs> I, I that's the dumbest fucking name ever, Deptwood. Because it's part, in, it's part in Deptford and part in Woodbury. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot, Jersey. Uh, <laughs> they should have said they should have said Woodford like the bourbon. That would have that would have been much better. Yeah. No, Deptford, right? I'd I'd go there all the time. But like, ooh, this is going to be a tasty. I think trip. that was your best one of the week. But I I, I I I I picked really this woman up there, Trevor to was it BJ's wholesale. Okay, cool. Five-minute ride. First fare. That's cool. As soon as I drop her off, I see another request. And the request is from a spot five minutes away. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Great. I get there, and this woman's standing outside with travel bags. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's an airport trip. It was an airport trip. And with the DNC in town, that was fun. I got her there in about fucking, like, 18 minutes, which is not bad. Getting back, on the other hand, they had shut down the highway. Ooh. Yeah. Is that why there's the signs like, oh, no big trucks on I-95? Yeah. So that was fun. Surprisingly, didn't delay me too long. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. It's, uh... It's a cool job to be doing, uh, especially if, like, like I'm trying to fit shit around class scheduling. Mm. So picking up a regular job where I have to work hours that are assigned to me every week is kind of a nightmare. Now I can just fucking log in and be like, all right, cool, I'm working now. It's hmm. not bad. So that's cool. I'm excited about that. Man, is that... And I worked in a vape shop all weekend where I made no money, but it's, uh, it's okay. But yeah. you're doing what you like. I guess. In- Actually, yes. I mean, yeah. And then the nice thing is when it's slow, I'm just doing schoolwork anyway. And at least we have air conditioning in the shop. <laughs> I don't have that at my house. I think it's related. And I don't really know where I want to go with it, but it needs to be said. But, um... What is it, Mike Pence, Hillary's mm-hmm. VP? No, um, no, uh, that's Trump's VP. Trump's. Uh, what's, yeah. Hil- what's Hillary's? Hillary's VP is Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. Okay, I believe it's Pence. He is strongly anti-vaping. Strongly he, he anti-vaping. Said he, in two thousand, he wrote an op-ed that said he said that cigarettes. Uh, okay, this is actually interesting. He wrote an op-ed saying that cigarettes do not kill because two out of every three smokers do not die of smoking-related injuries. Or illnesses, right? He's obviously a doctor. Which, 
So it's obviously some dumb shit. <laughs> and and so for me, I was watching in not to get too political. But I was, I was going to say, from the pit yeah. is not telling you how to vote. Not but telling you how to vote. And, nah, like, but this is just a personal are. thing that, that that recently happened. <laughs> this with is me personal last to week. us. Um, I was watching uh, an interview where this guy brought on a roundtable of like people with different points of view: conservative, pro- progressive, moderate, yada yada. Um, and when he brought up Mike Pence, the conservative black woman was on the show. Ooh. Ooh-ooh. We got a flood warning. Flood Uh-oh. warning. Actually, that's the warning for metal bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I the wish con- we could conservative black woman on the show who who clearly was just just rattling off her, her talking points, didn't really have anything to bring to the table new, just had things she had to say while she was there. She actually tried to fucking back him up and make an argument that smoking does not kill because two out of every three smokers don't die of smoking-related illnesses. Because of that, I have decided that this is my that this is my last week of smoking cigarettes and and to, to hell with that. Fuck that. No, I can't. I just can't be a part of of that that level of lunacy. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that's where things are going. Like people are trying to legitimize. Like it's like it's one of those things uh, where like. Just, I'll take the just jokes getting scary. when I when I'm at a show and I pull out a vape and people want to make vape jokes. It's fine, it's fine, it's funny. Quite a few of them have made me laugh. Douche flute, that's my favorite. Uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a, a guy I run into pretty frequently just looked at me one day and said, "Why are you sucking that robot dick?" <laughs> and I just started laughing. But and uh, you know, part of it for me too is. Uh, there's nothing subculture or punk or fucking anything at all about supporting big tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So say what you want. I'm trying to take away from one of the major corporate industries that we so strongly oppose. Um, if you want to smoke and be punk, do it DIY. <laughs> Grow your own tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's probably highly illegal. But, um, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it more punk. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It, exactly. it makes it a lot more punk, but... Fuck. But, uh, Fuck yeah, no, Tell me what to do. Tell me I can't grow this plant. <laughs> I don't think we don't actually condone... We're spiraling out of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, anarchy! <laughs> Just saying, if you vape... We're not telling you to vape or how to vote, but vote. What, what, did, what did Ted Cruz say? Vote with your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love. I never thought I'd love anything Ted Cruz did. Right, <laughs> right. Still, I mean, no, no. That being said, though, he still is a lake troll, but he yeah. he, he showed he had some balls. Like he, you know, a lake troll. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that bridge was awesome. Troll, sorry, but lake trolls too. That's that's too high. Yeah, bridge troll. trolls fair. Okay. Troll, still a troll, but more of a I bridge think that troll. is more fitting. I don't know why. <laughs> he's small and unthreatening. Yeah, he, well, he's got that <laughs> he's like face, troll. that trollish face. Like he's, he but, always looks like he he's looks like a trickster, but not like a big. Okay, anyway. And he, and he swallows boogers. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> that shit right there. That shit right there is where his his campaign like just. Like for me, like 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 I I like to watch him because he was kind of funny up until that point, and then then was that I'm like nobody's gonna take him serious. He eats boogers. I like, know we probably don't have with, fans with Photoshop skills, but if we do, I challenge you to transpose Ted Cruz's face onto those Playboy pictures of Trump's wife. Because I think that would be I think that would be amusing. Um, yeah, can we, like again. Uh, 
Oh, we're just we're firing shots all over the place. So yeah, obviously, right, yeah, do whatever you want. Can we really? I mean, let's think about it. What else in history have you been able to say? I've seen the first lady's tits. Never, <laughs> never, yeah, literally we're, never. We're in Circusville. Like I, what was the, okay? Think about in history. Was the last time you could say you you've seen a presumptive first lady's tits? Like she's not even first lady yet. Yeah. Like how many people have, who have whoa, even run whoa, have whoa, whoa. like? You no, that's at, what I mean. Like you know, things are, fair, are cray cray. <laughs> we don't know what happened. You know, back in the day with like George Washington, his wife might have been crazy Ooh, during the parties. This is true. They might have been just be drinking all sorts wild of ale. They were flying about. They were growing shitloads of weed. Colin has they? gone yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we may not be free from England, but these tits are free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the we shall the, bone for tonight. We die. A lot of the founding fathers were known to be fucking party animals. I mean, fucking Ben Franklin was a pedophile. and whores. He was a pedophile. That was well and before Hank was going to be a problem. So, year old wives. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a dirty, dirty man. Yep. Dirty, dirty man. With yeah. his gout. <laughs> <laughs> Itch my gout, young <laughs> Wes. <laughs> Stop, that's so gross. Uh, see, now, you, now you're appealing to my stuff. <laughs> oh, <I'm done. laughs> I'm done. I'm out. And like that, we get labeled the most dangerous right. podcast for you okay. today. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're out in the ether. I think we need to bring it back. All right, so. See, we're, we're out in the ether. So, <laughs> we're talking about Ben Franklin having his foot last, having a foot last to scratch his gout. Foot last. <laughs> just his foot last, yes. Hey, maybe, but one, anyway, maybe okay. one day when we're older, we'll have a foot so last earlier, to scratch our gout. Earlier, before we started, before we started recording, That's I asked the you only guys, encouragement to have kids. <laughs> Beforehand, I, before we started recording, I asked you guys uh, a question to Fuck. think about. We're going to try to bring this back in. What is the oh, worst metal show you could possibly put on? You, oh, like okay. Your three We're major headliners. Yes. Well, I proposed mine. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, what was that one? It was, um, who was that? The headliner was... Butcher Babies? No. No, no, no. 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 Oh, were... right, right, right. They, they, yeah, 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 yeah. I initially proposed a double set of Attila <laughs> a- after Butcher Babies with a, a with a side dish of Slayer, but someone proposed a better headliner. Hmm? Yeah, no, well, is that your three though? Yeah, let's go with Butcher Babies and then a double set of Attila. Sure. They leave they leave stage and make it like they're gonna be a done and someone good. They, they come out and play a whole another hour set. No, the same songs. The exact same songs. <laughs> <laughs> Double feature, bitch. Because <laughs> they're about that life. <laughs> All right, Phil. Or oh, do, you need, do you need time to think about um, this? No, 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 no. Um, God, there's just so many. It's really hard to, to cull it down to, like, <laughs> a three. Um, I, oh, I, because, I mean, yeah. Bullet for my Valentine it would be the headliner. There you go. I want to put Mm-mm. Butcher Babies up there. But they're already we've already done them. Um, <laughs> I so I want to throw out five finger death punch. Yeah, I was just damn gonna, damn I, was just damn gonna it. I was just gonna go five oh. finger and like point at somebody because oh, that was uh, that was totally that was, that was gonna open up my show. Get you real pumped yep. up. <laughs> I want to throw um, bring me the horizon in there. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's nice. fair. 
Ah, uh, and a third. This is this is gonna be tough. I like. I'm I, a closet. I like their first album. Um, you should keep that in the closet, deep, deep. I will. Yeah, shove that right back up your bum hole where it came from. <laughs> um, oh god, a third. There's so many. It's so hard to fucking. <sighs> All right. While you think, yeah. can I spit mine out? Yeah, please This is uh, the, this is the, this, this ain't trendy bitch tour. <laughs> this is Asking Alexandria. Ooh. This is Emior. Nice. That was, there we are. Um, fuck, what was the third one I had? Uh, it's in the same line of that bullshit. Oh, Whitechapel. <laughs> it's not. It's totally not. We just hate it. I'm it is it. like that was they were catching on to when Deathcore was. Oh, their new album is also trash. Yeah. Okay, fair, but they're still like I want to give them points for trying, but just not like hitting the mark. No, they were bad. They are bad, but so bad. I don't. They, I don't hate them as much as a lot of the other things out there. No, to be completely honest. But he fucking. You guys have nailed some. Uh, yeah, you got. I, yeah, we took staple a, shit. I got man. my. I got my headliner. I got my headliner. So it? the show would open up with "Bring Me the Horizon," followed by Five Finger Death Punch," mm-hmm. followed by the Black Veil Brides. Okay. Nice. Damn, that's solid. Yeah, I would. Solid. I would. If I had to fucking attend that concert, I think I'd hang myself from the rafters. No, I was gonna say. I think you'd have to pay me. Four figures or more. Yeah. To attend. To attend. Yeah, at yeah. least a thousand dollars. No, just to suffer through that three hours. All right. Well, yeah. I don't care. I'll, how, I'll how, be how seen much, wherever the How fuck much I would it cost for them to use your hologram so people think that you were there? Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> probably like three hundred and fifty dollars. That's usually what a hypothetical ounce of ganja goes for. <laughs> for hologram, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and you didn't have to suffer through it. All right. Um, guys kind of like took a lot of mine, so I'm going to have to go with my B team. <laughs> <laughs> Which so could this is be B-team more Fest. exciting. <laughs> this is B Team yeah. Fest. So this is B Team Fest opens up with Motley Crue, right? Oh, okay. But it's like yeah. it's like yeah. modern day Motley Crue. So it's like they're all. Yeah, but as long as they're playing some of their classics. I don't have a but they're all down tuned and a little slower because. They're just, they're just little older gentlemen. They're Why not. would they down-tune them? All right, we're opening with Motley Crue. <laughs> Nothing against Motley Crue. I'm just saying Motley Crue, they're old. Like They're, they're probably not putting on the same show they were putting on. Oh, that, I, Dude, I, I feel like that's a little let's hear, let's hear them out. All right. All right. Um, I'm curious. Followed by Poison. Okay. Because, right. awful. air yeah, quotes, yeah. metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, finally, to round it all up, to, to, to finish up the night, is going to be Dragon Force, but everybody's hammered. Like, Every- like, like beyond <laughs> yeah. recognition hammered. Oh. Like, Meatloaf stumbling on stage hammered? Like, like. Meatloaf's the yes. shit. Yes. Right. <laughs> he is, but he I don't has know that Motley Crue deserves down. that, but otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I kind of get it. I just, I don't know, man. I, I was know. super pumped when I saw them and they played Livewire. It's like, this is my jam! Oh, <laughs> 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 wow. Okay. Some real fucking winners in there. Oh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> the worst metal show. Speaking ever. of uh, f- quickly falling into the category of like somebody that would be at this show, mm-hmm. I used to really like the Acacia Strain, but lately their albums have been getting kind of bleh. Like, I haven't listened to any of their newer stuff. I don't love it too much. I mean, they did an album that was like heavily inspired by, I think, Terminator. Like, I could only assume. And that album was alright. <laughs> That's kind of a cool comic. Yeah. Like that, that album idea. was alright, but everything after that has been like kind of bleh. But they just put a new song out. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> but they did it. So if you're interested at all in the Acacia Strain, check the new song out. And let us know if it's good. Should we bother anymore? There. Hashtag should we bother? I mean, because also in the same kind of genre, Carnifex also just put in a video up for their new album, and that was cool because like it what there was shred. I and I would really like them if not for the vocalist. I don't know what it is. The vocals just kill it for me. But there's a lot of technicality in what they do, and I really appreciate and it. There's my argument with. With the whole, like, some of the deathcore stuff and all that, like, Carnifex was one of the bands where I was like, oh, this is good. I would Rose check this Hume, out. This is good. But then I would hear something like Whitechapel, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is, I mean, it's one of those things, man. I'm, I I try to never write off a genre, because it's like, there's... We there's, still have Black Tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's always something good <laughs> coming out of it, and... A lot of the time, it's fairly fucking creative. I mean, I remember when the term metalcore was just sort of like overall, uh, like fucking voodoo. Like you just you didn't say that shit. But it's like you look at a lot of the early acts who really fell under that umbrella. I mean, um, fucking Shy Halud, Dillinger Escape Plan, Early Between the Buried and Me. Uh, As they lay dying. But yeah, I mean, a lot of really good shit came from that. Uh, fucking genre names are just genre names. Mm-hmm. Check the music out. You never fucking know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I do recommend Carnifex's new song, though. Totally. I'll check that out. Because um, I think they stepped up their game. Maybe not quite as much as, like, Skeleton Witch. Okay. But well, Skeleton which just went from being fucking great to being even greater. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was a you didn't even need to step your game up and you did. Yeah. I I can't wait for that. <clears throat> so, um Tools got an album coming out soon. No shit. Some people are saying it's going to be two and a half hours long double disc that hasn't been confirmed. With with how much time they've supposedly been writing it, I mean, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I an I, epic tool album. I grew right. up on I grew up on Tool, so I can't. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited. Yeah, no, I mean, I always like Tool. Um, I do generally find that people wearing Tool merchandise tend to be Tools. Uh, and even Maynard has been caught saying like he tolerates his fans, like he has got a love hate relationship. He's, I mean, he's fucking. He's. I've heard somebody describe Tool as Juggalo Prague. 
<laughs> well, that's, I love Dude. the I love the toilet of hell yeah. uh, Google search thing where it's like someone typed where you typed in tool and and the Google correction was did you mean Radiohead for Juggalos? I was uh I know I've talked to you about this before. Tool has always amazed me in the fact that they play like technical music, but they still get radio play. Yeah. Um like and they're 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 because they cool somehow band. make it catchy enough, I guess. Like It's not a lot of screaming. No. Yeah. But it it always blows my mind because on like there's certain people that that I might run into that say they love Tool or something like that. It's like, do you even realize how how good this is? Mm. Tool is dope. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tool. I wasn't crazy. Um, what album was it? What the fuck was that album called? I haven't really listened to it since either, so it's kind of an unfair opinion because I need to check it out again. Dude, I remember being in the car back in the day, and Y100 was a thing, <laughs> and you would be putting up with shit like Godsmack. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then Tool would come on, and you'd be those, like, yes! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Those same stations that played that shit would then play Tool, and you'd be like, oh, music. I totally yeah. forgot about Godsmack. <laughs> oh my god! As soon as you hear like that, that they're Bado. still they're they Bado. they're on the radio again yeah. now. Bado. They're what? They're on the radio again now. Who? <laughs> uh, Godsmack. Oh boy. They, yeah, the song's called like One Million Horsepower. Oh or some yeah, shit I heard like that. that. My buddy told me about they, that. Uh, like, <laughs> we uh, they like they have this whole song about like how Holy back shit. in the day no one came to see them and now they're like world famous and it's like who the fuck is going to Godsmack concerts? Now? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, like sh- I think probably playing festivals and just yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> Ooh, there's look, a bunch of people here. Look for, look for Godsmack on next summer slaughter. <laughs> uh, all right, my new three are Godsmack. Um, there you are. <laughs> yeah, mm. Godsmack, Static um, X, and Mudvayne. <laughs> oh man, we're going down Godsmack, this route. Godsmack, <laughs> Mudvayne, and Mushroomhead. Ooh, I like oh. I liked Mushroomhead when I was little. To be fair, there was there, there was that like there was that there was like there's three tracks that they released as like a demo. You're like, this is pretty good, and then everything else came out, and you're like. This wasn't what I was looking forward stained. to. Stained. Stained. Oh, come on. You don't like, Aaron, you don't like Aaron Lewis? That's my childhood right there. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Come on. It's been a while. It, it's definitely no Deftones, but I grew up listening to uh, some Aaron Lewis projects. Yeah. Uh, uh. We don't anymore, I would assume. <laughs> no, but that's still, that was... I've been listening to the shit out of Mandroid Echo Star. Like, this is like two, three weeks running now. They are dope. They uh, they are dope. I it's just, like I just been going back and forth between Meshuggah's Obzen and Chaos Sphere all week. It's like Canadian coheed. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> with seven strings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and three guitars. Speaking yes. of fucking on all scales. Speaking of lame ass motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> the haters know, episode. We, we don't uh we don't really do the whole news thing anymore. Thank fuck. Yeah. But. 
something that I feel requires uh, our attention. Uh, <laughs> requires some statements. It's Chester Bennington. <laughs> I wasn't sure oh, if we were going here or not. He Chester Bennington said, I feel like we kept metal alive. Why have you not started laughing yet? What? <laughs> so, oh, it took a while. He, no, he, yeah, he has a mushroom cloud going off. He had to like let it set in. Yeah. Check reality. So, Run the words back. Let's... Well, let me. He let me, did not say that. He did. He said exactly those words. Now they here's. Been, they've never been metal. Well, uh, hold on. All right. So here's the deal. Ever <laughs> since that article <laughs> came out, the band's been saying, "Oh, they took it out of context." Now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like the quote itself is pretty out of context with the rest of what he said because the rest of what he said is actually fairly agreeable. Okay. Unfortunately. I don't know what the fuck else you could possibly mean in saying we kept metal alive. It's a pretty clear-cut statement to me. Well, it would be like describing to someone how to make grilled cheese, and right after you get to the put the cheese on the bread part, you say, um, I, I'm going to steal your car. <laughs> and then you put the cheese on uh, the other bread on top and it's like how could you ignore that completely separate and different thought that you obviously well that's the sign he went thought. on <laughs> he went on to say like you know he went on to say basically um he doesn't disagree with the purists who say you were never metal he said like yeah you're right we weren't we were a mix of you know um of, not of like electronic and, and, and hard rock and like hip hop and like all these different elements. And it's like, okay, I agree with you. That is, that is what yes. you were. Yeah. Uh, and he also said, I've had a, he's like, we played, I don't know if it was a festival or just some big show. And he, he was like, so many of these, of these guys from these newer bands came up to me and said like, Oh, hybrid theory is what got me into doing what I'm doing. That's all good and well. And if you mm-hmm. want to say, um, we inspired this whole generation of things that you also hate. That's fine. You can, you can say that because you did. You did. They were an undeniably huge band. Uh, and I'm sure that influenced a lot of people playing today. Did it influence anything I want to listen to? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. Um, no, there, was, there were total, like, some... Like a bark tunes that were awesome. They're also yeah. like ego monsters. Like when they recorded that one album for like ten years or like eight years or whatever the fuck, um, they had like security and like sign in, sign out sheets and stuff. Like <laughs> super under wraps. Like it, it, I, I just feel like Chester is probably an ego monster. And oh, and uh, I, I get that vibe from re- him. I get that vibe from him and Mike Shinoda. At, at the yeah. at the end of the day, there's no backtracking. There's no there's no other way to approach the statement we kept metal alive. Yeah, no, they were. And he said that because I think you guys are right. I think he is a fucking egomaniac, and he may have like the rest of what he said may have been agreeable, but his ego made him say that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a weird thing. He was like, say, I have to say this. And then after that, it was like he got it out of his system. But no, like, exactly. It's totally one of those statements that it, it it's not something that you say as a Freudian slip. That was a deliberate, like, 
he wanted to say it. Maybe he realized later that it was wrong or inappropriate, but... It's an insane statement. <clears throat> I mean, metal was not doing poorly at the time. It's almost like Kanye saying that he kept, like, country alive or something like that. Like, kind of, yeah. Well, because he had a beef with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, he kept country I alive. Don't... Like, because he bumped shoulders with Metal X? You know, something like... Like, I don't That's the only context it could be put in yeah. back in that would make any sort of sense. Well, if like, he came back and said, like... Even out of the scene that they fucking came from, they weren't the, the most metal thing. I mean, like, they were playing shows with, like, fucking corn. But that's and, what I mean. Maybe like, they think, in their so minds, <laughs> they were bringing people to the shows, new kids and stuff, and they were reinvigorating, like, the fan base. I saw... Just just speaking of, of corn, and now we're talking about Limp uh, Lincoln Park and everything. I I saw a slip. poster for a show coming up, and and it was one of those things where I'm looking at it, and I genuinely can't tell whether it's like just someone trolling or not. But it was like um, it was Lincoln Park, corn, Limp Biscuit, and oh, what the fuck? It was like one of those another one of those '90s. Active. Back to grade school tour? Yeah, yeah, one of say, those kind of things. I was things. 10 and I saw that shit, you know? I'd be like, let oh, me go, man! <laughs> you know? Yeah, seriously. Oh, who was it? Lincoln Park is so cool! I, I think yeah. I was just more weirded out by the fact that Corn was on there, and I'm like, I don't think they're going to play any of their... If, if, even if this was real, they wouldn't play any old stuff. Like, Yeah, they, they sound completely different now. Yeah. Um, They've got a new album coming out, too. Yeah, apparently Head's back with them? I Is don't he? fucking... I think so. I don't know. <laughs> this is a group of grown-ass men who have been calling themselves things like Head and Monkey with a U. Like, <laughs> I don't true. fucking know, dude. I don't... <laughs> I don't whatever. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. Wait, you can't go on with the name thing, because look at Guar. <laughs> yeah, but that's totally different. They're playing they're go- characters. Because they're going completely into the And it's also, it's also satire and sarcasm and comedy and horror all at the same time. Yeah, they're putting... It's a whole stage performance. Like, you know, the dude named Head doesn't walk out there in a giant costume that's just like a, a big head or no, some more, shit no, like that. No, more importantly, you know? when their shit's off and they're at home probably drinking beers, they're not calling each other like... Xanthax or whatever their names are. Yeah, I, I get a like, feeling that in the studio, Corn is actually using those names. <laughs> That's what I mean. Hey, monkey, pass me the fucking butt douche. Because uh, that's what you do in the studio. Yeah, no, head's you, back you with butt. Monkey, Fieldy, and Head. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the, the other guys just have actual names. It's three Stooges. Monkey, Fieldy, and Head. Fieldy, I used to yeah. die on, like, I used to... Like, going, like, a bassist for him. And, like, Feudy was always regarded as, like, the worst bassist of Yo. all time. And people would try to defend him, and everyone's like, Yo. shut up. Oh, my God. I remember one time I was, um, I was I was at Guitar Center. I was, like, looking for a bass. And so I'm sitting there noodling. I'm, like, doing a little, like, slap stuff. And some guy came up and was like, oh, yeah, you know any corn? And so I just look at him. And I just, like, just take my hands and just, like, flap, 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 flap. And just, like, flap on the strings. And I'm just, like, staring him dead in the face. <laughs> That's corn. That's all he does. He, there, there's no... Oh, my God. He takes away does... all the mids and just... <laughs> and just, just hits it. Just hits the strings. <laughs> He's not... Corn. His... Oh, my God. So aggravating to hear him play. Like, feel you. I'm sorry, but I hate your playing. I hate... I hate... Everything about it. 
His his tone is awful. Yep. His uh, <laughs> it's an onion. It's like peeling an onion. <laughs> the <layers> of the <laughs> shit. But anyway, before I go into a deep a tra- corn trance, corn trance, <laughs> like you ate too many Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> start hyping myself up like a pro wrestler about to go down to the ring, beat beat Fieldy's ass. No one needy. Jesus, it's breaking out in the macho man. We gotta change topics. All right, so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what else happened? <sighs> How did we start talking about uh, Lincoln Park? Oh, Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington said, "Yeah, statement." Yeah. So we go from Chester Bennington to Macho Man. That's what happened. Well, I guess on this to show. wrap that up, he's just fucking deluded. That's he's, our new header. Even if it's momentarily <laughs> deluded, he's crazy. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Our new header is Welcome from the Pit, where we go from uh, Chester Bennington to Macho Man Randy Savage. I don't want anything that we promote to have the name Chester, Chester Bennington, Bennington in it. With that name? <laughs> like, I don't want to promote what our was, show with that. What was the band that he did? Was it Stone Temple Pilots that he did vocals for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, my one of my friends, uh, even when like it would have been acceptable to like Lincoln Park, he was like, no. I'm not biting on this. Didn't like it. He didn't like his vocals or anything. So, years later, now he loved Stone Temple Pilots. So, years later, when that information comes up, me and one of my other friends, it's like, should we just spam text Chester Bennington to him at the same time? (sighs) Yes, we should, while he's at work. And that's what we did. And we just gotta fuck you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever on that. Um, <laughs> it was very amusing to me. I don't. I have know. mixed feelings about the Chester Bennington STP thing. I don't even really. I'm not really even into STP. I mean, they're one of those. Ba- it's documented. It is known that like prior to like Nirvana breaking through, they were pretty much just like a bullshit like top 40 rock band and they saw that coming in and were like oh we're gonna jump on this uh them and pearl jam both notorious for that mm. and it's why i kind of i take issue with their music because it's like, like i look at nirvana and kurt was one of us dude like he was into the fucking post-hardcore scene he was friends with fucking king buzzo like the dude was legit whether you like nirvana or not he was real, and a lot of these other dudes were just fucking imposters, <laughs> like taking advantage. Can we talk more about Pearl Jam sucking? Oh, I can. <laughs> I can talk about that all fucking night. Oh, can't man. fucking stand all that night. shit. Oh my god, I I just don't like the music. I didn't know anything about them. Not gonna lie, I li- I really do like the first album. Yeah, I, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you like what you like, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I just, I can't fucking stand those guys. And he just he gets progressively more mumbly as time <laughs> goes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, you hear a live show, and it's just like... <laughs> I fucking <laughs> die. I die every time I'm listening to Preston Steve, and Preston does his fucking Eddie Vedder impression. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on like this absurd amount of reverb and just like mumbles <laughs> shit. <laughs> like 
So it sounds like a guy talking to a fucking a giant audience, but like there's no other sound because everyone's just trying to understand what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> See, but there's something, there's some part of my life that feels like Pearl Jam needs to exist. Like it's a fixed point in time. That that like <laughs> vocal style though. Uh, Henry Rollins did like a stand up, <laughs> and he was telling about like how rock doesn't have balls anymore. He's like every goddamn vocalist has that. Her sounds easy. He's like, is that the fucking Creed bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh Creed, Jesus. There's there's one we could throw onto one of those shows. Holy shit. Scott Stapp did... This has been a very uh, hate-filled episode. Scott Stapp put out a solo album a few years ago, and he was making an an appearance to do a signing at Walmart in Deptford. (laughs) (laughs) And I really wanted to go. At Walmart in the state. I really... Walmart in Deptford in the state. Oh, my goodness. I really wanted to go. That's the triple threat. But, um... Yeah... No, yeah. like you I would, totally would have gone to that. That that would have been fucking. I great. feel like you could I tell would, like a, a some nobody like, hey, we're going to make you famous. You just got to do like a, a signing in Deptford. One more like, fuck that shit. That's degrading. Like a part of me, a part of me would love to go to that just to try and get a picture of because all I'm imagining is just Bob Stapp at like a little desk in Walmart. Like you know, like waiting for people to line up, and there's nobody there. I like that. I like that he is so. (laughs) I like that he's so insignificant that in the course of our conversation, you totally forgot and changed his name to Bob Stack. I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I was hoping nobody noticed. I was hoping nobody noticed, but I totally did do that. Um. I have the image though. Like, Bob, there, Bob Stapp sounds like a janitor. It someone, does. Someone that's like thirty <laughs> walks by and he's like, "Hey, I know you had human clay." Um, why do you know album names? <laughs> because I was like nine. <laughs> so. Uh. <laughs> what was the band? What was the band that came out of uh, Creed? Um. Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge. Bridge. <laughs> like the only their, their guitar player has always been their only the only closest. The oh, closest Tremonti is, is a legit guitar player. Yeah, he's fucking. Oh my god. I, I hate the music that he makes, but the dude can. <laughs> His lead parts guitar. are amazing. Um. Yeah, he's solid, but uh, it's really like I don't, I don't. I don't yeah, another music. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, wow! So that that conversation just happened. Um, what's everyone been listening to? Anything new? Does anyone have anything new? New? No. Does that have to be new? As I was saying, I've I got really excited when I heard about Meshuggah, and I've been going back and forth between Obzen and Chaos here. Okay, which. Yeah, those are probably my two favorite albums by them. So, anytime I hear New Millennium Cyanide Christ and it gets that, like, ending breakdown bit, it's just like, oh, I'm going to break everything! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll, uh, that's cool. I, that should be cool. Um, I just checked out earlier um, today a band called Outlet. Mm-hmm. Their first album was... Their EP, I believe, was out in 2009. 
And uh, they're putting something out September. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's cool. It's um kind of similar to Old Wounds in the sense that it's like um like metal hardcore, metallic hardcore, but much more like minimalist and hardcore, not like metalcore. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Um if you're a fan of that sort of thing, as far as like I, I, old wounds, um, maybe no, nah, not uh, municipal waste, not really, but it was good. It was cool. I need to listen to more. I only briefly checked them out. Okay. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, I've been listening to like I said, Mandroid Echo Star, a lot. And uh, I went back and checked out some Temple today. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. I, I read an article on Toilet of Hell uh, about the newest threat to metal. <laughs> and it's this real... I don't know if you read it. No. Uh, it, was, it was real good because I'm like, oh, shit, what? It was like... <laughs> and it was like building up, you know, in there, which I couldn't really tell at the time was sarcasm until the end. I realized it was sarcasm. They get through, like, all the most violent events in metal and metalcore and stuff like that and then they got up to now that instrumental is getting like extremely popular and since there's no coherent message or vocal line in the song no like unified thought to make people think that people are starting to think on their own and that's going to create <laughs> danger. And then, but they're saying that there's subtleties in like the band's names and like the one had something about like uh, a, I forget the exact term but they're literally like and we know any mention of the Middle East is asking for trouble. <laughs> they did go on the mention Temple and then I stopped what I was reading and listened to oh, Temple. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they, so when they start mentioning Temple they're like, like obviously a reference of the occult. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, I love Toilet of Hell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any of our listeners who haven't checked out their blog yet, stop fucking up and go check them out. Toilet's awesome. As far as article, like the way they write, like is it's fantastic. Like, it's it's yeah, it's great. And these are all guys who really get it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no some of those things with like. Uh, a lot of the bigger sites, you don't really, you don't really know what a lot of the writers are like. But these dudes are all regular commenters on, on the site. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's cool. I really, I like that. There's a community to it. But yeah, so that's cool. I just downloaded. Uh, switch gears a little bit. I downloaded a new app called Amino Horror and it's sort of like Reddit I guess I don't Reddit so I don't know but it's it seems like a collective of horror specific blogs that seem to have some sort of a cure curation like uh, new stuff rises up to the front um, or popular stuff I guess I mean I haven't really gotten too into it yet but on a quick browse, I saw that 
a movie I had heard on another podcast, but it wasn't clarified. That it was called The Woods. Um, they were speaking about it as on the podcast as an, like sort of the reinvigoration of found footage for the year. And I've always been a big fan of found footage. I'm a sucker for it. Oh, me too. Yeah, I've watched all too. the bad. Because it could always be good, even if the anyway. Um, there's a lot of bad out there. <laughs> there's, a, there's a. Still, usually gives me a boner. Uh, yeah, I fall into the trap, but mm. you know, uh, it was the Modern Horror Podcast that said that it looked good, or it you know what they heard about it thus far seemed good. I don't know if there's a trailer or really much information, but the Amino blog or. Uh, yeah, I think it's a blog. Essentially, artic- like conversations people have. Uh, what is Reddit? Reddit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just sort of a the, it's own entity. Yeah. The, the complement to green. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It forms like the simple explanation, but it's more than that. <laughs> well, when I was reading on the Amino social media, it um was talking about the woods and I was like oh shit it's the woods but what caught me was the article title <clears throat> it was um Blair Witch 2016 oh, okay so they're going to reboot Blair Witch plausible is it is it a reboot I think it's a direct sequel if it's a sequel or if it's like just trying to reboot it I don't know how I'd feel about that because the the first it, one was kind of solid in what it yeah. did. I did read the words that it was going to be a sequel. Okay. The the sequels that actually did occur well, for the Blair Witch were, just, that were not just found the, footage and were just god-awful It was just one. It was the Book of Shadows, right? Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. It was, oh, it was awful. piece of shit. It was garbage. I was like, wait a minute. Like, this went from being like a found footage thing to just like a, just a, a bad movie. movie. Yeah, no, it killed the mystique of the movie, too. And like, Blair Witch was amazing. They oh. even did, I mean, I remember yeah. they did that whole big fake documentary about finding their fucking oh, man. diaries. Oh, Terrified me when like, I was little. That Straight was terrified crazy. Me. That was so, They found the so backpack like 15 feet underground. I'm in, like, in Earth hold that, that up. In, in Earth that had clearly not ever been touched. Yeah. Like, yeah. clever, clever, oh, clever it was, shit that they did. Orwellian. Oh. I, I really enjoyed it. It terrified me. <laughs> I was going to say, the fact that there were like some of the... Uh, like ads were like missing missing photos pictures and like yeah like that uh the leaking it onto the internet at first before actually it being shown there was the books like, there was like books and shit that were also good it was just the book of shadows that was atrocious and yeah i mean i didn't get a chance to figure out who the director was so i really don't know what's going to happen but um Speaking of things that sort of fall into, like, found footage, um, something that Nightmind mentioned recently, I don't know if uh, you checked it out or not, it's called The West Records. Damn it, I meant, I checked out Hybrid something. Everyman Hybrid? Yeah, and I was kind of getting confused, and then I got sidetracked. But I thought that's what you told me to watch? Yes. Oh, it was? No, 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 no. The West Records is totally different. Because when you recommended hybrid. something, you had said that was in relation to the um, Jack Torrance. No. 
No, nah, there's no relation there. We just happen to talk about those things in the same night. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Every man hybrid is awesome. And like I said, to catch up, don't try watching their shit. Just watch Nightmind's videos. Yeah. I'm... It's still like seven hours of material. Okay. Uh, but no, the West Records, um, you know, I'm, I... Oh, I no, follow. I do remember some of the Everyman Hybrid. It was a a workout routine. Yeah, yeah, that that that's gets better than um, Glass Hornets, Marble Hornets. Uh, uh, personally, I think so. Okay, it's it's a little more in depth. Uh, the farther you get, and there are points when it's you're watching his videos, uh, N- Nightmind's videos, that he will tell you like stop and actually watch this video. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but no, uh, the West Records, he he put up a new video a couple days ago and just yeah, absolutely gushed over the series. I mean, wouldn't even do his regular sort of like catch-up explanation. Oh. He was like, go watch this. What's it called? The West Records? Yeah. Oh, it's shit. I know all of, before, uh, there's, there's essentially two seasons of it. The whole thing is about two hours worth of material. The West Records? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. And it's... I know it's, what I'm doing. It's incredible. Uh, the, it's great because they did it all with, like, a fucking HD camera, so there's a totally different level of quality to it. Yeah. The acting seems super natural. Like, like just very, very natural. Uh, it really... Like, you don't have those things that occur in the other series that take you out of the world. Like, it's it's batshit, but it's all about this guy. He gets this, like, really nice HD camera, and he hops on this project with these two people. They want to go to this naval base that just, over the course of, there were 3,000 people there, and they just all left. Oh, God, like, everyone. Yeah. That happens a lot in war. Up and bounced. Yeah. Well, no, this is the thing. It's just, like, a regular, like, it was a recent occurrence. Like, Oh, really? Shitload of people stationed there, then everyone just bailed. And there's no explanation, no news about it, so they're like, we're going to go check this out. Um, things just go fucking south quickly. And it goes from being, like, really just interesting and leaving you kind of curious to becoming legitimately terrifying. I I strongly suggest it to uh, everybody, because it's up there for free. <laughs> Go watch it. It's awesome. One of the best things I've seen in quite a while. The West... The West Records. The West, the West Records. Records. Yep, it's up on YouTube. Plug that into my YouTube, so that way when I look at it, it's there. Yeah, man. I mean, really, uh, my roommate and I watched through all of it in two nights, and we're just fucking really blown away by it. And there should be new stuff coming out soon, but... Like an episodic episodic shorts kind of thing, or like... It's more like, um, the story goes that, like, the the uploader says he works in some sort of uh, a shop... Uh, and these, where he, he works, like, recovering data from, like, damaged media. And, uh, all of these fucking tapes, these 
these videotapes and a couple audio tapes show up. So as he's uncovering this stuff, he's uploading it. Gotcha. To let everyone see. That's cool. That's a cool premise. Um, so and we I'm really. Sure that gets- there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of like that's a really good premise. I have that's so yeah. it's probably the yeah <laughs> I have so many questions about it. It's so well done. Uh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies it, just it, thinking about it. It because... really plays on a heavy level of existential dread because there's just a certain point where there's there's an insane level of helplessness to what happens to these I characters right, i think I'm, I'm gonna check i out. i can't say that, much that's what makes I, horror horror when I, your characters have control and they can make a game plan and it works <laughs> it's not scary i think uh it's it's just it's really something else i don't know how this hasn't gotten more attention because it started about two years ago mm. ah just wow <laughs> just fucking wow. Word. There oh man, I, I, I wanna talk about it with you guys so bad because there are so many moments that I'll, fucking blew me away, but I just I, I can't I'll ch- I can't I'll check spoil it. Out it. I will have it done by the time you are theoretically helping me move. Word. That's awesome because you like two days. This Three is days. on the le- I was as happy with this as I was with like this house has people in it, oh every man hybrid. Have you watched that, Ron? Yeah, wasn't it? Like, oh my we god, we could talk about Alan Resnick now. Finish round oh, us off. So, did you watch both uh, this house has people in it and the whole explanation that Nightmind did? Uh, I didn't. I did not. Oh, then you really then um, you have no idea. Well, what's your idea? My. What do you think of it? Because it. It's unsettling. It's unsettling. I really don't have like a solid thing. I mean, I get like the dad, the dad has some kind of control issues or something like that. Like I thought, my brain That's kind of right. My brain rejected it. All I remember is a scene of her falling to absorbing the floor. into the floor. Yeah. yeah. What else happened? She she came completely through and. The the ending oh, really, the ending's really where that's like, right the, she went into the, the basement right mark. yeah she fell through in the basement and as soon as she falls through the screen goes blank and then you just kind of hear like everybody screaming I believe so here's the thing about it spoilers I, I'm not gonna spoil anything but the whole thing is a giant cryptography puzzle um I would not suggest trying to figure it out on your own. Okay. Because the because the collective has already well no it's all still out there you could tried theoretically go through it yeah. but it's all already been uncovered and this is a level of like it, you have to be a serious uh, it, cryptology very, very enthusiast Got to it. figure it out. I was gonna say, did you ever play like the Viridian Room or any of those old internet like internet games? Yeah, like, these are things where you have to go into, like, you're looking at the source code on different websites to find clues. You're opening different file types, finding hidden shit. It's all already been uncovered. Gotcha. It's better to just watch... Kubrick-style shit. Mm -hmm. It's better to just watch uh, the Nightmind explanation of it, because it'll sum all of it up in a night... I mean, the, the video footage alone is about two hours worth of material. Yeah. And then there's all sorts of writings and logs and audio files. Mm-hmm. 
Have you watched any Alan tutorials? Uh, that's that's next. Okay, that's next. That gets um. um right now, my are niece... you watching through it? Have you watched through it? I've watched only clips of it, and oh, start from yeah, the beginning. You saw the end, know. right? Yeah, and right. like I even understood. You saw the last few episodes. Yeah, I saw. There were certain clips that I saw. That I knew what was happening, and like seeing it, it was like it was the chair moment. That was the moment I was like. Oh, I see what's happening here, and I was like, like that was, that was very like hard to watch. So it's unsettling because nothing's direct or shoved down your throat. But I understood what was happening. Yeah. So for and it was not like I it, think it bought like yeah it's. Once my niece gets a little older and has like a better grasp on the world and everything, I'm probably gonna start showing her some of these things because right now she's she's headed down that route because right now she has me like. Watching Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Oh, my God. Oh, I love Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. <laughs> she's like, oh, man, she's got to be like 9 or 10 now. So I'm just going to wait for her. For... Jesus. Yeah, 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 I know. But, like, like she, she's, she's into it. It's Green is cool. not a creative color. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark. It's so dark and it's so creepy. Uh, and, like, the other you... day she came over, she was like, oh, have you seen the new episode? I'm like, oh, no, no, I haven't. You, uh... It turns me out. <laughs> That time episode. Nope. nope. <laughs> so for uh, for anyone listening who who feels a little uh, a little in the dark on some of what we've been saying, uh, a lot of really cool horror shit on YouTube, and the best place, the best way to find out about it is through a channel called Nightmind. Mm-hmm. This guy does really good explanations he, of everything. He also sources up a lot of the real, mm-hmm. like deep fringe riddles. Um, I've like, seen other, like the ARGs. Yeah, I've seen alternate um, reality games for anyone who's not familiar. I mean, I've seen other collective channels that try to tackle some of the like internet mysteries or like you know riddles, or but they just don't a give it the time that it needs to really like. I guess appreciate it that Nightmind tends to, and like he's, I said, he just curates some of the most interesting ones. He's really, he's got a phenomenal insight when it comes to these things, um, and he just, yeah, I mean, it's, what I don't know, man. His his explanations tend to fucking nail it. Like I was gonna say, his explanations seem to be spot on to the point that. What if he's just Alan Resnick giving you the pop rock? It's not even. It's not that because I could still see points that he makes being debatable. Yeah, and he's he's open about that too. Especially with this house has people in it, he is openly said like, "This is what I've gathered from it." But there's so much there that you can easily unpackage other things. Right. Give me an idea of like some of the things that I might be missing. Like some of the with this house has people in it. Yeah. There's a whole reason for all of that. And just to give you an idea, you remember the grandmother watching that, like, pottery show? Yeah. That's a huge aspect of the whole thing. (laughs) On top of that, there's, like, community newsletters. Well, think about it. It's a 10-minute video, and a condensed explanation that had all the work done for you is two hours-ish. About. Jesus. So, I mean, he he unpacks. That's that's a good word. um, Two hours of description and he's just kind of breezing through a lot of stuff and the thing is he does 
so much work to get to the point where he... Two hours. I mean, on the other hand... Two hours of content, he probably still had to cut stuff from the video to make it Well, on top of that, he had to do all of this research and, like, really get an understanding for what was happening. Put the video together. Yeah. I mean, some of those things, to to get an idea of what you're watching requires so many watch-throughs. Like, uh, because you miss things. Did you watch the... On Netflix, they had a thing that is explaining different theories or conspiracies within uh the shining oh uh yeah it was what was that still feels like a lot of people are grasping well and the thing is um yeah when i when i went to the q a with the twins from the shining uh they had they had heard about it and said like you know a lot they're like none of what's on that documentary is anything with any sort of confirmation nor does like right. anyone have any sort of and it's cool like i like what I they're like the thoughts of yeah it. Like... i i like that but it's it's unfortunate that it's kind of presented in a way of like i matter of fact yeah almost mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally but um, i was watching it and i don't know it was just like especially for some of the things they were really harping on like the uh corpses and the blood in the elevator I mean like that was scrutinizing to a, a level like if you're gonna create what I would assume is a puzzle like I, I, I just wouldn't see the point in obscuring certain details so far I mean maybe I'm wrong well how with the this house has people in it how well the details are obscure but not in their presentation in their minutia. It's like, it's not hard to tell what's happening. It's hard to break down because when you're initially presented with it, it's like... It's dense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's also very... I don't want to necessarily say avant-garde, but it's like taken through such a different perspective. It's like taking a puzzle apart and then cutting new edges. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, when you, like... if, If we're comparing the two... The Shining was something that had a very clear storyline. Yes. You can pull some messages from it, but, you know, there's a start and a finish. This house has people in it is ten minutes of what the fuck. Okay. With yeah. a whole... A whole... Doesn't really have an ending, per se. Either. Just yeah, lines. no, it's, it's a message. It's definitely a message in a way. But, again, it's something I don't want to spoil for you. Yeah. You'd be amazed, like... The depths of that project are astounding. I really enjoyed unedited footage of a bear. That was great. Well, because it was unpackable yourself. Speaking of which, uh, I've I've thought of that yesterday. I saw a post. Apparently there was this woman who... uh, Four kids and another baby on the way. And, like, stabbed her four kids to death. Stuffed them in a fucking Mm -hmm. closet. Her brother came found her, tried to get in, she stabbed herself multiple times. And I only heard of this because someone posted it in a group and was like, who else thinks this person is a monster who should be locked away forever? And I was like, well, hold on. I was like, because I immediately thought of unedited footage of a bear. And I was like, in so many of these cases, we find out it was these fucking, these uh, antidepressant supplements Uh, that were involved. Yeah. And like... If we just if we just say well she's just a monster and throw her away as opposed to investigating further and figuring out was that the cause then we're 
doing nothing to prevent it in the future. Yeah, I mean, because if we're poisoning brain chemistry, I mean, and that can, can do you some hold crazy shit to my, you. My dad's girlfriend was on like a slew of medicine, which she got to a point where she was like, "I'm not feeling okay." Like, I'm having, like, terrible thoughts. And they found out you weren't supposed to mix them. But these doctors were just fucking prescribing shit like Mm -hmm. that. Well, and this is where there's an important... Beyond the fact that it's just really interesting and thought-provoking entertainment, this is what makes the work of people like Alan Resnick important. Yeah. Uh, Because it's... uh, His message isn't wrong. Right now, uh, we've got a... I was going to say, yeah, but... Especially in that department, I guess the pharmaceuticals one. We got a lot of shit going on right now. Yes. Well, and from a psychological point of view, which he may well not have considered, but he may have, it's interesting to see a way in which you deliver material to people like that because it's kind of impossible to look away. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is once you spend that amount of time, even the two hours to watch a discussion on it, I mean, it's almost indelible at that point. What's the point? You know, misuse of pharmaceuticals. Well, once you stare at the void for long enough, it kind of touches you a little bit. So, I mean, maybe he's deploying these riddles to really make people absorb the message and not Mm -hmm. just glance at it like you would, like, Sarah McLachlan on the Animal Shelter videos. Well, that's the thing with, you know, um, with unedited footage... It's so fucking disturbing. It's disturbing. Yes, you and can't it, stop thinking about the, it. The uncomfort builds. It creeps out of the corners of the video. I mean, like, you're watching what you think is a commercial, and it turns into a horror story. Mm-hmm. You almost don't realize when you're like... The first time I watched it, there was no night mind. I don't know if you were here. I mean, I just found it. Maybe Drew put it on. Uh, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and... I watched the first three to four minutes and had a like, real brief conversation with Drew and looked back and kept watching and never realized that the commercial should have ended. Yeah. And she's just driving down the road and then everything else unfolds and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is unfucking real And it's, it just, oh my god, it's, it just reeks of artistry because, like... That's that ability to take over my senses and, and confuse me. I was just astounded. Mm. Like, yeah, no, like, um, and the details, the, the all the bottles in the back of her seat. I didn't notice that stuff. Yeah, the stuff yeah. I just pick up I didn't on the pick first up time, on it. Yeah, you know, the, but you still, but you still manage to understand just about everything that's going on, more or less. Sometimes, like, those are always the best, like, um, uh or like messages is when it's like that the sight of something without necessarily saying something mm. one of my favorites of that is we all seen a clockwork orange yes when at the end of the night he's winding down after his night of you know beating and raping and all that and he opens up his one drawer and he has some cash and some watches that he took one night and he throws into the drawer and you see a bunch of other cash and jewelry and all that and he just shuts He's not doing this for, you know, the... Financial gains. Thing. He's doing it because he enjoys it. Like, what's what's fascinating, I don't know if you ever... Gets his little ever... pecker hard. Mm-hmm. Gets his pecker hard. 
I don't know if you've ever read the original edit of the book. I did not. So, the ending that we're all familiar with, where he's, like, corrected and all that sort of shit. He was... That's like corrected. It's, it's which is back it, to normal. It's a yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's sort of a back to his old rapey it's self. Sort of. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole original uh, version was just at some point all of that insanity just ends and he grows up, and it was more of a statement on just like wild youth. Mm. Oh. It's interesting. Um, that is interesting because as as I get a little older, kind of the SLC I'm, punk kind of. Yeah. I think it's the re- no. I think it's exactly the reverse. It's like instead of in SLC punk where you conform to conquer, it's I'm an animal and I turn into what people consider to be adults. Yeah. And that I mean I mean I'm starting to get to the age where I look at kids and I'm like y'all are fucking reckless. Like what the hell? Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, yeah. I forget how. I forget what led us to this though. I think I hijacked you. Um, what led us that was uh. He was talking about how the all the different bottles in the back of her. Oh right, right. Oh right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Without saying something, just showing a picture, can. Oh, the implicative speak force. volumes. Yeah. Oh, just said, like when that, we. Were, I still remember that first time seeing that drawer open. Well, I was watching it on YouTube and not TV, and when they popped up with the little, what was it, an ad or something, or yeah, eggs out this window yeah. type thing, I tried to click it. Yep. Like, and then when I realized I couldn't, I was like, "This is ridiculous. This is so good. Like, <laughs> it's so meta." It's, it's for me. I noticed the timer counting up, and I'm like, "That's." I didn't notice that either. Yeah, it's brilliant, and I love that they just hijacked people like that. Yep, mm-hmm. people who are just up flipping through infomercials and and may have stopped on this, not knowing anything about it. Yeah, to clarify, uh, Alan Resnick's work's been featured lately on real on the Adult Swim infomercials. Yeah, the Twilight Hours of. of they literally during what is infomercials slot times like they put on these forward. like flash horror films. Yeah. Well, they're not, and they're not always hard. So, like, he also has the, um, the, uh, what is it? The salad mixer, 5,000. Yeah, but isn't well, there, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't there, before. like, supposedly tones of horror or, like, horrific events in all of, like, even that one? Well, no, that, not, that no, one's that not one, so was, much horror. That uh, was just pure comedy. Okay. Yeah, opinion. that one, that one was really funny. It's like a, a guy selling salad mixers that are just dildos. But okay. like, <laughs> but like, all you some, really need to know. But a lot of them, yeah. Like there was the um, that one about the the shakalaka broom or some shit like that. <laughs> um, that which one. that one, that one makes you fucking think. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> what? And then the the fart copter is also like what? mildly disturbing, um, <laughs> but also comical. Oh, there's so many of them. I didn't realize. Uh, you know, yeah. Alan Resnick has done a few of them, but um, yeah. it's just a brilliant thing. It's really fucking clever. I love that. My they favorite do that. part about the mixer thing is that like he doesn't realize that people are using them for like sex toys. They're they're <laughs> literally just vibrators. Yeah, <laughs> in like different sizes. Yeah, I will say on the note of a picture or something like that, 
caption you without uh, saying a word. We've all seen Insidious. Yes. There was a specific scene I remember when I first watched it, and all of a sudden I got a chill, and I was like, like it bugged me. So we went back, and it was a scene when she's walking like, kind of through the house, and she passes the one room, and in the fucking corner, there's like one of the ghost children just facing the corner. Yeah. And you don't consciously pick it up, but well, you subconsciously pick it up, but like it's one of the things that happens, you get a chill, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Well, and even just the scene where she's in the room, and he pops out of that fucking armoire, if you will, and runs away it, there's something so disturbing about the fact that it's so it's acting so innocent like this whatever this malicious you know force is you're that you're unaware of at the time it has the ability to present itself in such a there's something very disturbing they nailed it with atmosphere in those movies and that's the, like even Insidious, scene, like, yeah. Like you it saw was a that. real damn shame they did that one reveal with him in the workshop, because otherwise I would have given that movie a higher rating. Yeah. Like I enjoy watching it. What I I did like in the sequel how you find out that like that that demon from the first one was sort of a red herring. Oh really? Yeah. He I, actually I I wasn't important in the story at all. Who was much more important was the old woman. Yes. Yeah, but I mean the th- the drawing, the thing in the corner, like all those build-ups toward the, the demon, the red-faced demon. Like I didn't need to see Darth Maul on. I agree, and flesh. that's what I always say. I love that movie until it turns into Pan's Labyrinth. Perfect. When perfect way to describe it, because I do too. When you see the drawings, like the kid does. And when I like, I thought that was terrible. I gotta watch like the, the second face. one again because I remember being underwhelmed. It was still pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those movie franchises that I think has has really. There's a lot of good to it, but I think it just keeps falling short of its potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I still enjoy watching them though. Like I, I've never walked away from one being like, "Oh man, why the fuck did I watch that?" I remember showing one of my friends the first one when that was kind of, and he said he went home, and he was going to his house, and like his mom were knowing like that was home, so he said he opened up the door and like his house is just like pitch black, and he was like, "Oh no," <laughs> <laughs> so he just like ran to his bedroom and, like, threw the light on. That's one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, every phone has a flashlight now, but that just makes shit even scarier. You know? Because you don't want to turn it and then see something in the light. Yeah, yo. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'd much rather just hustle past it in the dark. I'm not gonna lie. In winter, when when I wake up for work and it's still dark down here, Yeah. I refuse to look in this area because I, if there's something here... I'm not fucking acknowledging it. It is this corner. Yeah. It's that fucking corner. When I'm going up the steps, I always stare it down because I'm like, if I, I want to see what's coming to kill Fuck me. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, I, no, no, no. See, here's the problem. If you look at it, it's going to come at you. La, 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 la. Ignorance is bliss. Last thing I got to say on the topic before you guys get in the brutal fucking bruise is, I don't know if you guys Ooh. have seen Absentia yet. You have. Oh. I don't know if you two have seen Absentia yet. And as far as Creepy Crawlies in the Dark, there's a few scenes in that movie other than it being outstanding. 
that kind of go along with the creepies in the dark? Uh, just to tie back real quick to the West Records, which is what really, uh, <laughs> which is what really kicked off a lot of this conversation. I won't give anything away, but speaking of that flashlight in the dark thing, there is a brilliant, brilliant scene where the guy has this fucking camera, this really nice, expensive HD camera, and it's pitch black, and you hear the charge up of the light, and it goes on for like a second, and then dies back out. And you hear the charge up of the light, and you get a flash for just a second, and it's out. I'm not gonna tell you what he sees, but that re- I found it highly unsettling. Just moments. There are so many great moments in that series. Um, yeah, I I think uh, the big point to be taken one of the big points to be taken from this whole conversation especially for horror fans is that there's a lot of cool shit out there outside of the movies oh yeah absolutely i mean without even touching on books lately um that's a whole other we can have that conversation another time yeah Uh, but just like the start with nightmine go to his channel watch a review on something and then go check it out yeah something that pops out Watch a bit of the review first to make sure it's not one of these uh, crazy crypt- cryptograms or or something that would become discouraging. Yeah, uh, he does a fantastic job at making sure that you understand what's happening, well, if yeah. that's necessary. Yeah, it's a good mixture of explanation and entertaining entertainment, um, where I will find myself stopping at a point and going to watch the video if it sounds interesting. Yeah. If it's something like more riddle-esque or like you had said, ARG where it's over, yeah. then just watch it. Just watch the Nightmind version. But, uh, I mean, that's one of the things we noticed, you know, like I said, with, with when he, when he released that video about the West records, he just gushed just absolutely. Oh, trust me. I give myself about 45 minutes and that's what I'll be doing. I might finish it. Tonight. You're you're gonna fucking love it, dude. I there's no way you're not gonna enjoy this. And I don't know how they got that fucking sound effect they got, but it's fucking disturbing. <laughs> <sighs> so, so where do we go from there? We can touch ourselves. We can. That that yeah. took a weird turn. I know, uh, I know we've been talking about bringing Brutal Brews back, uh, but um, we planned nothing, and I also did not drink anything tonight. Yes. Oops. Say, uh... I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure, would we be good for next week? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, like I said, I I potentially want to do some rides tonight just because I need to get money quickly. Hmm. I've, uh, been doing good on the drinking beer front. I, uh, yeah. I tried so you out the... drinking the night, or you want to save it for next week? We can probably save it next week. I've just been... Stone's Ruin 10, which is their... That was some good shit. Do, do a little, uh... Just description on those. Well, the Stone Ruin 10 is... Okay, you have Stone Ruination, which is a... A double IPA that they made. That is, um... That slams you into the world of hops. <laughs> um, 
It's called Ruination because after you drink it, it's supposed to ruin every other hoppy beer. Well, it's actually, it's it ruins your palate. Well, yes. Because all other food and drink becomes bland in comparison. As an example, my one of my friends, he drank Ruination. He bit into a grapefruit and laughed at how sweet it was. <laughs> like, it, it slams hops into you. Like... You all know, like, IPAs are known for being hoppy, but this takes it to the New level, level. That, that yeah. it's supposed to be at. The Ruin 10 came out in 2012, which was the 10th anniversary of it. Well, now every year they re-release it, which is a even hoppier and even boozier version of the Ruination. <laughs> so it's a, which they describe as a, a stage dive into a mosh pit of hops. <laughs> boasting a 10.8% uh, ABV Jeez. so it's a it's a it's a bit of a doozy <laughs> that's a monster of a bottle um, how much one of those run you uh not that, eight or nine yeah not horribly expensive no it's one of those things where like if I'm looking at it I'm like well I, I only want to spend like 10 bucks and whatever i pick up is like what i'm drinking for the night i'm fine with settling for just a bottle of that yes it'll get the job done it's about two and a half beers in one of those fucking bottles yeah they're and, also uh, the 22 ounce bottles like yeah i it's, it's 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 a lot of fucking beer at a very high alcohol content now on the opposite end of the spectrum on the very multi end of the spectrum I've got a uh, Hop and Frogs uh, Doors the Destroyer, which they have a what they call their Boris the Crusher, which is their barrel. Uh, I believe it's like a barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, okay. Doris the Destroyer is a uh, double oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. Double. So, uh, yeah. As they describe it, um, is even darker. What you got darker. in there right now? Huh. What you got in there right now? That's the Hoppin' Frog. The. It is a. It's a heavy beer, and it mm-hmm. is. Oh my god! It smells so good. It's delicious. Also boasting a ten point five. Uh. Maybe yeah. Someone's sleeping easy tonight. I'm about to say I'm feeling pretty fucking good right now. It's good. It's delicious. I. I'm in love with uh. The cocoa. and ron brings it back Mm -hmm. i love like malty beers like bacon soda i got bacon soda (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) like this is a fucking this is a delicious beer like mm. it's got that nice super black you can't even see through it yeah when it had a head it was that nice like a mocha color okay so dark oh yeah Almost. Like the darkest. Blacker than the black is black. Times infinity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Russian imperial stouts are always, as far as stouts go, this is as heavy, as bold as you're going to get. So to make a double version of it is turning it up to 11. Nice. It's always fun when a beer is a double anything. Like, yeah. It's always fun. The fact that back to the ruination, that the ruination is a double IPA, and they felt the need 
to turn it up. Yeah. Um. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. On the, I guess, opposite end of the spectrum, earlier in the week I had a... One of our favorite beers is Arrogant Bastard. Yes. Um, who's always had the tagline, Fizzy Yellow Beers for Wussies. Yep. And I showed you a picture of the new beer that they uh, released called Who You Who Callin' Wussy. Who You Callin' Wussy, yeah. Which is their uh, attempt at a pilsner. And they go on to describe that far too long the tyrannical overlords of... Uh, mainstream beer have soiled the once good name of this uh, <laughs> traditional style. So they thought they were going to take it back. I, uh, I had some. Oh yeah? How is it? It's pretty good. Sorry about it's that. It's definitely much hoppier <laughs> than the normal Pilsner. Because they're arrogant bastard. And oh, of course. They love hops. That's what they do. Yeah, it's like Jolly Pumpkin. They love sour beers. I'm so sad that they don't distribute out here anymore. Ugh. So sad. But Roja was one of my fucking favorites. We actually, uh, on Saturday, me and some of my friends shotgunned the, uh... Because that's kind of what we've been doing that's... on Saturdays. Is shotgunning a different You've been beer. filming these, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. And we send them to the brewery. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we're hoping that, you know... Arrogant Bastard actually gives us a like this time. But, uh, probably not. On that note, Springhouse Owls gave us a like. Yeah? Yeah, we actually got a company to say, like, they they liked our video. There you go. Which, uh, we never expected, but we're super fucking pumped about it. <laughs> what in the fuck? I, I really hate androids. I really hate them. Um, no, but I will say, the, uh, who you calling wussy? Great for drinking in, like, the heat. Yeah, that's what I was looking forward to. Uh, where'd you find it? Um, at the Roger Wilco and Deffert. Oh, right, you did mention that to me. Yeah, awesome. Like, their can selection is... I know. Probably one of the best. They have, like, that whole back room of just... It's massive. Like... Especially now that I've been doing this, you know, shotgunning. Thing, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I love Roger Wilco. You gotta have a video where you try to fucking shotgun a bottle and just smash it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I know there's a straw trick. I yes. just think it'd be funny to smash it. <laughs> <trying> to like <laughs> oh, take like a screwdriver and just be like, ah, oh, fuck. It doesn't work that way. I told you. My, <laughs> Do that my, one outside. My end goal is to be able to straw technique shotgun a uh, Stone's Russian Imperial Stout. Oh my god. I've got a long ways to go, but. I'll yeah. Tell you what, the, the, the Bastard 16 ounce cans are fucking rough. Well, yeah. Like, that extra four ounces makes a fucking difference. You. You're like, ah, oh, four ounces, that's not a lot. It's a fucking lot. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, like 33% more. <laughs> yeah, it... And we usually eat a plate of uh, grilled meat beforehand. 
Good times. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, how long have we been going on this episode? Yeah, because this is a this is a hefty episode. It's it's quite. I hefty. feel like there's. Granted, we we go off a bit on topic, but I believe it's still uh still meaty. Yeah. It is. It's uh, there's been no real down points in the conversation. It's been things occurring. Except for when someone slammed Motley Crue like a punk bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying they're old, dude. And the guitar player kind of looks like a question mark now. I mean, I, it's, I understand it's a bad disease and everything, but, like, he's... That's not what I want to see in my rock stars. I don't want to be sad. I under, I completely understand. Yeah, I remember watching as I was watching them perform, and I was like, what the fuck's up with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing. Uh, but in other notes, it was cool, because when I, when I saw him, there was, like, a break in between others. Uh, they're set. You know, because they're and, old. <laughs> no, and Tommy Lee comes out. He's kind of talking. He's drinking from a bottle of Jaeger. And he hands it to the crowd to pass around. I was like, fuck yeah! Turns out it was just PBR in a bottle. <laughs> 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 you might as well just pissed in it, dude. No, I don't think... Uh, I don't think you can interchange those. What, piss and PBR? No, piss and Jaeger. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah anyway, before we go any further into this made-up scenario <laughs> that Ron has brought up. It's fantasy. <laughs> My hypotheticals. Ron's hypotheticals. Damn, Curl. Yeah, uh, I think so. Ron, you haven't like anything new, um, music, movies, anything. Mostly, I've been I, I was just preparing for that show pretty much all last week. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. that that um band local bands you might want to check out um um vacate Davy Crockett um no such noise if you're in the sky uh, <clears throat> uh only on weekends if you like Weezer. Like, you know, there's there's a ton of local bands out there, and my I guess my real message is go local, you know. Yeah, your support your scene. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's important. It is. Yep. Yeah, also, check out uh, the Josh and Eric podcast on SoundCloud if you guys get a chance. It's usually um, comedy, conspiracies, and politics. Ah uh, yeah, we're, I I should also uh, I should also send a shout out to my boy Matt over at Hardcore Kids Corner. I know he puts us over occasionally. I've been, and, wait, I've, been I've been eagerly awaiting their uh, new uploads. They're up. Huh? Yeah, he's been putting episodes up on SoundCloud. Ah oh, shit. Yeah, I look on Stitcher. It's really cool shit. Okay. Um, I'll have to check in. Yeah, I think they're on. Or is he on Libsyn? I'll have to ask him. I know they're up somewhere. I I. Uh, admittedly, I'm quite behind myself. I need to get on that. But I know he shouts us out pretty often, and it's also, uh, and he was one of the first ones in the area to be doing metal and hardcore podcasts, because he does separate podcasts for each. Does he? And before that, even, he was on a, uh, he was doing it on a radio show. Nice. Yeah, so, like, dude's legit. He's been putting a lot of work into that shit for a long time. Gets really absurd interviews. 
uh, just really cool shit, man. And I'll tell you, like, we've gone to shows. When, when we went to see Nails, he came with recording equipment and snagged the fucking singer from Eternal Sleep for a fucking interview oh, wow. outside of the show. And I was like, you fucking go, dude. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Eternal Sleep's cool. Uh, so, yeah. Go check out Hardcore Kids Corner. I will, uh, I'll come back with an official way to do it. Because <laughs> um, I'm an asshole. But uh, you should be able to find it out there. It's not too hard. He's uh, He is on iTunes now. Oh, word. Yeah, so. That's about it. I think that's about all I've got. That being said, I believe we've arrived at our destination, which is hot as fuck if you live anywhere in this area. <laughs> Christ. I'm sweating my balls off. And on that note, I like you it. can undo your safety belts and enjoy. Good night, ladies. <laughs>